you see that cartoon of the two turkeys standing there talking? And uh, you see another turkey being led away by a guy with an axe? And uh, one turkey says to the other turkey, look at him. That's the way I hope I can go when my time comes. Walking straight like a man. <laughs> Listen to my horoscope for today. Seek favors with higher-ups who are in a position and mood to do so right now. Then, out to the social. <laughs> and they're all off today. Somewhere, Mr. Smith is ready to talk business. sound. I'm going I'm to be in very bad taste. Are you ready for very bad taste? I mean, in Thanksgiving? No, I better not. Give me some cheap guitar music with your <laughs> I thought of a terrible, terrible gag. I'm not going to say it. You ever heard a Thanksgiving poem, friends? When you are about to hear a Thanksgiving poem. All set. I wish you all that pen and ink could write. And then some more. I hope you cannot even think of half you're thankful for. I hope your table holds a wealth of prime Thanksgiving fare, and love and peace and joy and health will all be seated there. I trust your guests will all be bright, but none of them too wise, and each will bring an appetite for mince or pumpkin pies. I hope the fowls will all be fat, the cider sweet to quaff, and when you snap a wishbone, that you'll win the larger half. I like that little corny sentiment stuff. Here's one called When Father Carves the Duck. We all look on with anxious eyes when Father carves the duck. And Mother almost always sighs when Father carves the duck. Then all of us prepare to rise and hold our bibs before our eyes and be prepared for some surprise. When Father carves the duck, he braces up, grabs a fork. Whenever he carves a duck, and won't be allowed uh, a soul to talk until he's carved the duck. The fork is jabbed into the sides, across the breast, the knife he slides, while every careful person hides from flying chips of duck. The platter's always sure to slip when Father carves a duck, and how it makes the dishes skip. Potatoes fly amuck. The squash and cabbage leap in space. We get gravy on our face, and Father mutters Hindu grace whenever he carves the duck. We then have learned to walk around the dining room and pluck from off the window sills and walls our share of Father's duck. While Father growls and blows and jaws and swears the knife was full of flaws and Mother laughs at him because he couldn't carve a duck. Yeah, bring it down, Herb. Hold it there. You know, 
I'll tell you, you know, Thanksgiving is fantastic. You, you can't even explain it to anybody else. This is one of those, this is one of those purely, truly, total American holidays. Total. And it's even that, you know, is getting to be totally automated. Have you seen those turkeys that are already basted? I'm not kidding you. Do you see that? You can, yeah, you can get, some not many people probably have them. You can get turkeys that have got basting. I know how they ever do that. I suppose they, while the turkey's walking around, they, you know, they inject it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm telling you, wait. I'm serious. Wait till they start growing turkeys that are already stuffed. I'm growing them. I can just see this turkey. You know, one, this one, this is oyster stuffing. Uh, this is uh, chestnut. And, uh, of course, um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of silly. And <laughs> we are. We're, we're, we're fascinating people. And uh, when I was at the school, I went to, uh, for a very brief time, I went to a, uh, a university where they had a big farm department, you know, agricultural department. They had a, all kinds of fields of peanuts and soybeans and all that jazz going. And uh, one of the things they were working on at that time, and uh, now you see them, of course, in the A&P, but one of the things they were working on in the, uh, the farm or the agricultural genetics section, they were working on turkeys that are nothing but, you know, everybody wants the breast of turkey, you know, this is a whole bit. They were working on turkeys that were nothing but gigantic breasts, you know, with these little feet on the bottom. And you know, serious. Nothing else. No, no other no other part of the turkey was wanted. And so they eventually created these turkeys, if you, you see them in the stores now, they look like bowling balls. You know, they're round and they got little feet sticking out the side. And they're totally made out of uh, you know, carving white meat breasts and all that stuff. When I that that uh, when I saw that I said, you know, man is messing with nature. I mean, he is. You know, if if you if you know anything about real wild turkeys, you ever seen a wild turkey? Very few people have ever seen one, a genuine wild turkey. I mean, the reason that the that the that the turkey you see is the, is the bird that uh, that if we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving about is because the turkey was the bird that the uh, you know the pilgrims ran across. It was, it was an American bird. And they had never seen a bird. You know, this is an American bird. It's one of the few genuine uh, American birds. And you see them now in various places in the world. But they originated here, the turkey. Uh, the, the bird that we know is the turkey. And I'll never forget one time, the, uh, since we're, you know, we think of turkeys now as, as butterball, and we think of them as frozen. And uh, you know, the turkey is one of the world's dumbest birds. Are you aware of that? Absolutely. The, the turkey has got a brain about the size of the head of a pin. <laughs> and a, a real dumb bird. And, uh, and you know, turkeys, are, they flock them. Uh, a turkey, uh, one turkey does something. If, if you have a flock of turkeys, one turkey may uh, panic for some reason or other. And uh, all the turkeys then will just go totally ape and kill like 5,000 of them in five minutes just from running over the cliff or... They're worse than hell. Lemmings. Well, <laughs> uh, anybody who has ever been in the great Midwest, outside of the New York area, knows about turkeys. And uh, I'll tell you two turkey stories about, about real turkeys, you know, the kind of turkeys that you eat. That uh, one of the times that I, I, one of the very few times 
that I, because I'm a, I'm a turkey ape. I love turkey uh, as a food. I think it's a great food. And uh, I'm literally a turkey nut. You know, I, I go wipe over turkey. However, one time I really got bugged with turkeys. That you know they grow a lot of turkeys in Indiana. Uh, turkeys are uh, particularly uh, suited to that climate. Uh, and you'll find turkeys there. You'll find them, uh, a large number of turkeys come from Wisconsin, for example. You'll find turkeys in Michigan, large numbers of turkeys in Michigan. Now, turkey is not grown the way you grow chickens. Most people think of a turkey as a kind of a big chicken. You know, oh, no, a very different breed of cat, I'll tell you. And uh, there's a couple of kinds of turkeys, but I remember one night, I'm in a hurry. And uh, I don't recall where I was going, but I was in a hurry. And I'm in a car. Got it? And uh, it was a cold, dark night. It's about this time of the year. It's Indiana. And this is a, this is a side of turkeys you never see. And I'm driving. I, I say to myself, well, I'm going to make a shortcut, see, and I'm going to come over here, and I know this road, and I'm going to go down that road. And... Uh, I'll cut off a half an hour, see, so I'm driving like mad. I've really got to get to this place. And uh, to be honest with you, it involved a girl, in case you're interested. I mean, and, you know, this is the kind of, this is the kind of, I mean, this is the kind of mad boy. When you get mad over a chick, I mean, that's that's bad mad, you know. That's a bad one. So I'm, you know, I'm hurrying over to this place, and it's dark, and it's cold, and I'm in my Ford, and I'm about 18 years old, and I'm really you know, got to see this girl. I'm driving through this road. When all of a sudden, I see a light ahead of me. It's just right in the middle of the road. I see this light. So when I start slowing up, I figure there's a car stopped there. And it's a narrow road. It's about a, it's about a lane and a half. You know, these, these asphalt-type roads that you see in the country. And I, I see this light. And it's cold. It's slightly raining. It's a miserable, crummy night. And I see a light. So I slow up. And I see ahead of me a great, dark mass on the road, just sort of stretching endlessly. And in the middle of this great dark mass is a man. And he's carrying a lantern. He's got a light. He's got one of these Coleman lanterns. You know, these Coleman lights, real bright things. Eh? And I can see the light is casting a round shadow all around. It's a, you can see almost maybe a, a circle around him of light, maybe 10, 15 feet around him. And it was this insane, wild-looking, uh, almost, uh, well, it was like out of a monster movie. This, this apparition that all around him is this writhing, moiling crowd of turkeys that he is, is walking along the road with. You know, they heard them, and he's, he's taking them somewhere. <laughs> And, and and you could see this white light from the Coleman lamp playing on these turkey heads. Now, a turkey is not a beautiful bird from the neck up. He, he's a, he kind of looks bad, you know. <laughs> and he's got these red wattles hanging and the, and the comb and all that stuff and his eyes. And the eyes, there's a certain maniacal, strange quality to turkey's eyes. And with the light, hey, hon, no, wait until later. With the light hitting the eyes of these turkeys, you could see them glowing. They, 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 you know how certain animals' eyes will glow in the dark? 
Well, I don't know whether you've ever looked at a turkey eye in the dark, friend. A turkey eye in the dark, I'll tell you, is enough to make you swear off anything. I mean, it was a... Well, I pull up, you see. And I, I, here's these turkeys, and they're they're all sort of moving like a like a great mob of ants or something, and they they all stay together, very close, tight knit things, see. And they're that is why you you know how turkeys go. That's the sound of a turkey. And they're they're calling back and forth in the darkness. Well, I stop, see, and here's the farmer. He's just walking along with his turkeys. He must have had seven trillion of these babies, you know. Well, I decide what I'm going to do is I'm going to back up. He says, I'm going to go, right away. I thought, holy smokes, I'll never get through here, you know. I'm not going to go driving over the fields with the forge, you know, busting the axles. No, I can't get around them. The turkeys spread out on the on the shoulders of the road. And, uh, yeah, it was just like, like getting behind some herd of, of warthogs or something. So, you know, so like, and I say, I'm going to turn around. Well, I see in my rearview mirror, I see another light. Well, I start backing up, and I hear somebody hollering. I hear this voice, hey, hey, look out, oh, oh. And I look out, I open the door, and I look back at me, and behind me is the beginning, like the avant-garde, of another herd of turkeys. Some other farm. You know, these two guys apparently are driving them down in two great big herds, and, and the guy has just joined the crowd. And there I am. I am stuck. I am stuck between two herds of turkeys. Well, now, one thing about the turkey, friend, if you don't know anything about turkeys, you're going to learn something about turkeys. The turkey has a mind of his own. What there is of it is his own. And uh, he, uh, he, he just doesn't, he, if he doesn't want to move, he doesn't move. And, and if, he, uh, if, if, if he wants to do anything, you know, he'll do it. And so these turkeys are walking ahead of me. And they, and they do very leisurely. They, they mess around. One would stop. And uh, as soon as one would stop, that would give the idea to the last 428 turkeys that it's stopping time. See, and then they'd all stop. And then the guy would come back and he'd holler at them in turkey talk. Woo, woo, woo. And then they'd start moving. Then they'd look. Then they'd start moving sideways. Then they'd move the rest uh, back and forth. They'd call these turkeys. And, and once in a while, one of the turkeys, you see, would uh, a big tom turkey. You know, they had these fantastic tails occasionally. Now, they only open that tail. That big tail opens up like an enormous fan. You've seen pictures of them. Well, the only time they open that tail up is when they see, a, let's say, a lady-type turkey showing up, see, that, that looks kind of good to them, see? So they open up this tail, and then they start showing off. Are you aware that that tail is all part of the big act? You know, well, it's the equivalent of, uh, you know, a guy gets himself a suit down at Barney's, you know, with a nipped-in waist, you know, and he puts it... And it's a... Uh, oh, speaking of turkeys, this is W.O.R., friends, and, uh, and uh, this is Radio Free Broadway here, and... Uh, I hope, uh, you know, I hope all those yams are settling down good. I'll let uh, cranberry. Be careful, you know. Have you ever had cranberry wine? Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, I'm telling you, cranberry makes a wine that blows the top right off of your bean. Right off. Never had it, huh? Well, uh, maybe I'll have to settle for Miller beer. Hit that thing. Yeah, Miller beer. Yeah, I'm not going
He faked me out. He said, Miller, Milwaukee. He faked me out. He said it over to music, that phony. You can't trust nobody. But uh, <laughs> let's get our little commercials here, Dan. I hate to talk about food today. I mean, you know, stuff and all that stuff. But uh, if you get around Sunday, if you get a little tired of uh, turkey leftovers, friends, and that's quite possible... I would like to suggest that you take Sunday brunch at the Great Shanghai. That's uh, at Broadway at 103rd Street, a magnificent buffet, the most delicious Chinese food, Shanghai style, all you can eat for $2 and a half. By the way, speaking of Shanghai style, I want to salute the, uh, the TV commercial. Have you seen that TV commercial? All right, I'll finish this one here first. And then then we got to salute something here. Uh, children under four feet tall are half price. So if you've got any two-and-a-half-foot-high kids, they can eat all they want for half price. Two dollars and a half, you could just have all the Chinese food. And it's from 11 o'clock in the morning all the way to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's Chinese brunch. Two bucks and a half. The Great Shanghai, and they are legendary. I'll tell you, there must be 17 generations of... Columbia students have uh, have grown fat on the Great Shanghai's egg rolls, and uh, that's Broadway at 103rd Street. And uh, you'll know you'll get no trouble. It's uh, the IRT comes right up next to the dishwashing machine there at the Great Shanghai. <laughs> Hello, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I'll tell you, I do the only show here that all the maintenance men at WOR dig. Have you noticed that? They keep wandering in and out. Uh, although one does. One of them mentioned the other day that he misses uh, Faye Henley. But uh, outside of that, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> speaking of commercials and, uh, and food, I got to salute whoever came up with that. They did it beautifully. What the heck? Now, and I, I, I know this is a bad thing to do. But, you know, I can't, uh, I can't remember what product they were selling which I suppose kills the whole idea of the commercial. Now, uh, it was a, it's a commercial that you see, it's just come on in the last couple of weeks, and it is a magnificent recreation of the Charlie Chan movies. Have you seen that? That's right, exactly. It's the Volkswagen people. What a fantastic commercial they've got. I mean, it's really beautifully done. And it's a, there's a scene with Charlie Chan. And they, they, not only are they, are they uh, you know, carrying the whole thing, it's not camp. They don't, they don't hook it up, you know, like the, the fake uh, Lone Ranger and uh, the fake uh, Sergeant Preston. By the way, that's a funny commercial, too. You, know. you mean to tell me you don't take 
pictures of your children in the winter? Put the cuffs on them. That was beautifully done. You and your little people. Have you seen that one? But I will say, watch for the VW commercial. When, uh, <laughs> when they take that, yeah, he's solving a crime. Now, if you have ever seen the Charlie Chan movies, you know that Charlie Chan always, in the end of all of his pictures, it was almost a ritual. By the way, I'm a great Charlie Chan movie fan. I love those. No, I really do. I dig those, and I like the Mr. Moto pictures. But more than ever, I like Charlie Chan because they, there was such style about them. And in the end of every picture, he would all he would he would say this: oh, "Number one, son, please lock door. In this room, we have the mother up. We have her with us today." And now you, Marcus Prentice, where were you at 12.03 the Wednesday night that Mr. Bullard was strangled by the man-eating Venus flytrap? And then you see the butler skulking around trying to get out of the room. You know that big scene where he tells uh, how, how the crime occurred then? He says, oh, was very simple. As all Chinese plop up say, man who see will see. And I see now, man has brought 45 caliber of Oliver into the fun plant. The fun plant, instead of being fun plant, was cleverly replaced by Mr. Prentice to become Venus Flytrap. Venus Flytrap, glass 45 of Oliver, and plug Mr. Bullard through the heart. And you see this guy saying, oh no, 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 you can't prove it. Also, we cannot prove it. We have sworn testimony of Venus Flytrap, who has confessed to crime. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful commercial. And the scene, watch for it. I won't even tell you, because in one fifty-nine seconds, they do a whole Charlie Chan movie, really. And, and not only that, they carried it all the way through. Instead of making it in color, they make it in that washed-out black and white. The kind of film that the monogram pictures people bought from the Walgreen drugstore, wherever it is they got their film. <laughs> and it was beautifully done, really. And, and they even went to the extent of, you know, how Charlie Chan was always surrounded by the disgruntled sergeant from the police force who didn't solve the mystery. And they always was looking confused when Charlie Chan, ah, and sparked up. You have failed to observe man who does not leave footprint is not man at all. And he says, Jeez, I never thought of that, Chief. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, you know, this, uh, this, is, uh, this is, you know, all part of our life, so we might as well talk about our life. You know, uh, well, you want to hear what, what happened? Oh, you want to hear the rest of the story, huh? About the turkeys? Oh, speaking of turkeys, uh, before we do that, don't forget, friends, Christmas fun... Start anteing up now. Christmas is not far away. Send your dimes and nickels and quarters or $4,000 bills to Box 710. WOR, Children's Christmas Fund, Times Square Station, New York, New York. And uh, that's right that we should be on a place called Times Square. Dum -da -dum -dum. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's one of those silly nights. Did you hear what I said on the Skitch Henderson show the other day? It was one of the worst puns I ever... Th I, I, I'm, have you noticed my brain is starting to get soft, Herb? I mean, for years, I could... I, I hated people who made puns, and now I find myself making puns. 
And I, I said a terrible one the other day. I'm on the Sketch Henderson show, and I want to apologize to anybody who might have seen that. It just, I'm embarrassed. I'm sitting on the Sketch Henderson show. Yeah. And, and uh, Skitch, you know, he's sitting there with the beard wagon. He's a, you know, a great guy. I enjoyed him. And, and, I, and uh, we're talking about a little group. You know, there's a group on the show. Oh, tip the gaff. And we're sitting there talking away. And uh, Anderson is uh, saying, this little group of theater people who are doing a little sketch on the, on the show. He says, you know, he says, I, I used to do a lot of sketches like that on the, on the old Tonight Show. And I turned to him, and I must admit, I'm apologizing. If Skitch Henderson says anyway, I'm apologizing. I turned to him, and I says, well, of course, we all know that's how you got your nickname. Well, I want to tell you, even the band got mad. One guy threw his guitar down on the floor, and, you know, he just sulked for the rest of the afternoon. It was so bad. Sketch Henderson. Oh, oh, <laughs> Skitch looked at me, and you know, you could just see in his eyes, you could just see all of a sudden they clouded over, and, and it meant one thing, you aren't ever going to get on this show again, Jack. <laughs> well, that kind of junk. Well, nevertheless, you see, you get, you get involved, you know, life is a tough scene, you know, you're, you're struggling, you fight against, oh, you want to hear the rest of it about the turkeys. Oh, all right, we'll continue our turkey. Well, I tell you, I, I, I want to tell you this. You know, this chick is waiting for me in the next town. And ahead of me, you know, here's this mob of 4,000 angry bugs walking around turkeys. And they loiter. I mean, there's nothing like a turkey for loitering. You know, they, they, they just don't seem to have any purpose in life. They mess around. And, and uh, one of these big turkeys, he's got the big tail all opened up like a big fan. And he spots a fantastic chick turkey on the other side and, and uh, you know, yelling and hollering and all the other turkeys run over there and then they go back again and then he lowers his fan. There I'm sitting behind and in the rear view mirror I see this other crowd of turkeys coming up and the guy's yelling. He says, don't back up. Watch out, Mac. What do you think you're doing? And I, I sat there and these turkeys that were coming up behind it, it must have been like the Red Sea party. These turkeys coming up behind sort of just went all around the car, you know, they just just like a great big river. And I started to edge forward, you see, following the other turkeys ahead of me. I, well, you know, I'm not going to stay here all night. And before I knew what happened, I am in the middle of a gigantic turkey flock. <laughs> and we are, they're behind me, they're on my left side, they're on my right side. They're ahead of me, and we're moving down this country road, and I would say roughly about, oh, maybe uh, six or seven feet an hour. And, and all around me, and one turkey got caught under my differential in the back, and I, we had to get out and pull him out. They're going under the car. You know, they're very dumb, you see. Yeah, he thought it was the sky. He's caught under my differential. You know, they're going, I could hear him under my floorboard. Now, one thing you probably are not aware of turkeys. Turkeys en masse have a very, very, well, they're extremely gamey. That's all I got to say. And they're very, very gamey. And furthermore, they're very uninhibited. I mean, their personal habits are not the... Uh, you know, exactly the kind of personal habits. And so <laughs> these turkeys are all around me. I'm driving forward, and it's like some, like, well, it's, it's like a surrealistic nightmare, uh, surrealistic dream. And uh, 
Farmer ahead, he's waving the lantern. The guy behind me has got his lantern. And the entire entourage moved over the landscape like a, like a scene out of an Ingmar Bergman movie. The turkeys. Well, the turkeys are quacking. And I'm sitting in the car quacking. And we're moving out. And it must have been like an hour and a half. We finally get to the end of this road. Well, I'm going to wait, see, which way the turkey's going. It was a T road. Now, have you ever seen, you know, the T road where the, where the main road, which we were on, splits off, and there's two roads go off in either direction, see? And I'm saying to myself now, I'm going to see which way these guys are going to turn with the turkeys. And when they go that way, I'm going to go the other way. Well, the guy in the front turns right, the guy in the left turns left. There I am stuck. Two flocks of turkeys. One crowd is going east. The other crowd is going west. I got my choice. It's either that or drive over a pumpkin field, which was straight ahead. <laughs> well, I drove up behind this turkey guy. I was so bucked. I'm all dressed up. It's been like an hour and a half behind these crummy turkeys. I got so bucked. I did something which even to this day I'm sorry for doing it. I came right up behind them, and all these turkeys are walking along, you know, the funny look on their face, and their bills are going, and their eyeballs are spinning, they're going, wah, 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 wah. I, I drove right up behind them, and I, I put my hand on the horn, and I went, wah. Well, I'll tell you, friends, have you ever hollered fire in the middle of the of the Saturday night feature down at the Bijou with everybody sitting there? These turkeys blew their cork. The, the air is full of turkeys. They flop their wings, and they're landing on the top of the floor. They're on my hood, and they're all, you know, I see this guy running around. You know, he's got his lantern, and he's hollering. And, and if you've ever heard a farmer swear, friends, I'll tell you, they know languages sometimes that stevedores don't know, because you see, they're with the barnyard. They know a lot of stuff. So he's running around. These turkeys, it's like a gigantic rain of turkeys. They're landing on a car. Well, I sat there. I really blew it. <laughs> I really blew it this time. And these turkeys were so bucked, they wouldn't move. They're sitting on the fenders. They're sitting on the running board. There's one turkey in the back seat crying. You know, they're all up in the air. I sat there. Oh, my God, these turkeys. What am I going to do? And the guy looks in, and he says, Well, all right, wise guy. Now look what you done did. We're going to sit here all night till them damn turkeys decide they're going to start moving again. And you know what happens? Them turkeys, when they get scared, they just won't move. Dum, da dum, bum. As well, I, I was trying to turn around and my elbow hit the horn. It don't give me none of that. And this turkey is just sitting there on the, on the hood looking into the window at me. He's looking right into the windshield, seeing the big, fat... 47-pound turkey. You can see he's lost 10 years of his age. You know, his feathers are turning white, you know, because of the horn. And we sit there. And the turkeys wouldn't move. They just sat. I don't think I ever told this story. It's a true story. The turkeys did not. They just didn't move. You know, the turkeys were so bugged that they sat. And once in a while, one would look up and go, 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 go. You know, he's scared. Go, 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 go. You know, if you think Chicken Little was afraid of the sky falling, friends... You don't know what a turkey's like. I'll tell you, a turkey is not only afraid the sky has fallen, he is totally convinced it's just hit him. 
all the time. They're scared, you know. When we sat there for about 15 minutes, and this farmer's walking around chewing mail pouch and spitting and bugged. He's got his lantern going, and finally, one by one, the turkeys start walking off the hood, and they're looking around, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> looking a little scared. They start getting down on the road, and they start falling in to company formation. Once again, see, well, I don't have to tell you. We walked down that road. Me, my Ford, the scared turkeys, the farmer spitting into the ditch. We went maybe two or three hundred yards. He comes to the farmhouse, and the turkeys all turn off left. Off they go. And I put the car in first very, very carefully <laughs> to get out of there, and I moved on down the road. The car, it smelled with a smell that to the day I got rid of that car, never fully was expunged. It's very ripe Ford I sold. It's got, uh, I don't know how to say this delicately, but turkeys when they're afraid, friends. Fear acts on a turkey the way uh, that marvelous product that tastes just like Swiss chocolate acts on a nine-year-old kid after he's eaten two packages of it, you know? Well, I got my electric blue sport coat on. The car is covered with a thick coating. Well, you know. And uh, just been a bad night, see, all the way down the lines. <laughs> well, I finally got to the next town. I'll never forget this girl's name. Her name was Patty. And she worked in a drugstore. And Patty was off her job about 7 o'clock. I'm showing up about 10. And uh, I drive up in front of the drugstore. One of these drugstores to stay up until midnight. See, her shift has been over, and she's sitting up there at the counter, waiting. And I walk in. I said, Patty, you won't believe this. And she looked at me with those two cold blue eyes. She says, that's probably true. I said, but, Patty, I got, well, Patty, come on up in the car and we'll talk. I got an inspiration, see. When we left Fifield's Drugstore, we went out, and in front of Fifield's Drugstore was my car. My car looked like a chicken coop with wheels. I said, Patty, now I was going to tell you the truth, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I got tramped by 7,550 turkeys. And she looked at my car. The feathers are still falling off. Three turkeys have sat on my shoulder, you know, during the melee. She looked at me. She said, you are a slob. I said, I'm a slob. The turkeys, I didn't do it. She says, all right. Let's go. It's date time. Well, you know, I had to wipe off the handle of the car 
she got in and she's all dressed up, you know, she had her dress on under her uniform. She sits in the front seat of the car there. And uh, I tell you, it was just a very bad scene. The, the turkey in the back seat, you know, he, he'd gotten excited too. And, and uh, what was so fantastic? Do you know that the next day I found three turkey eggs on the back seat of the car? I didn't know they weighed eggs, you know. Somehow I had an idea turkeys came from the AMP, you know. There were big eggs back there. Well, <laughs> we start to go along the street. And it was just terrible. We start to go along the street. And I'm supposed to be taking her to dinner. And we, you know, we pulled up in front of this place where they had dinner. And then I got out. And it was just terrible. Everything's going down here. We walk in. And what do you think they had as the special that night? I don't even have to tell you. That night's special was turkey with stuffing. One of my friends, probably. You know, they had ridden along with me, you know. I picked up a hitchhiker. Well, Patty and I sat there. The car is smelling up the block. I'm sitting, and I had a, you know, immediately in the restaurant, I went into the, into the gentleman's room, and I'm wiping it off, you know. And, the, and there's an attendant in there. See, there's an attendant sitting there. You know how the attendant and the John, he's sitting there, and he's got combs and Lucky Tiger and stuff like that. See? And I've got this stuff all over my shoulder. And he comes up, and he says, uh, he said, how are you, sir? I said, fine. He says, can I help you, sir? And he takes out this spot remover. He says, what is that? You know, they ask you when they're taking a spot, what is it, see? And I says, well, uh, he says, well, what is it? It looks like, he says, it can't be what it looks like. I said, it is. He says, chickens? I said, worse than that. He said, what do you mean, geese? I said, no, no, worse than that. He said, well, what is it? Yes. What is it? I said, turkey. He says, turkey? He said, never come out. Did you know, friends, it, it never comes out? That's right. You know, right now, today, I've got a turkey-spotted sport coat in my closet. And if turkeys ever really come back as a decorative item, I'm ready. You know? <laughs> and so, ever so, would you give me a little romance? Give me uh, 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 That's it. There you go. See. Ever since that time. Ever since that time, friends. Yeah. Chicken croquettes. And turkey meatballs. Ever since that time, turkeys have not seemed to... You know, you get you can get too intimate. You know what they say? Familiarity breeds contempt. And it certainly does. I don't think I'm respected by a turkey anywhere in the Midwestern states <laughs> these days. But, uh, you know, speaking of turkeys, you want to hear another turkey story? That's a true story, that fantastic scene. I don't think I ever told that. And you can see why. Some things you just don't talk about, you know, even if they're funny. In fact, the funniest things you never mention. But uh, one time, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm not a hunter. I mean, I've never gone hunting for stuff uh, ever since I was a kid. You know, I've had trouble with uh, friends of mine who love to go hunting. You know, I try to pretend like I'm a thuist, you know, when some guy brings in this little bird that he shot, you know, with $7,000 worth of shotgun, he got a little bird. Well... <laughs> 
<laughs> one time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, think about it for a minute, you know. I mean, you had seven stories of Abercrombie and Fitch, all aimed at this one poor little bird sitting on the telephone wires, you know. But uh, nevertheless, the, <laughs> one of the wildest moments I ever had with Turkey's friends. And uh, I got euchred into it. You know, you always get these invitations around Thanksgiving, saying, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm free, 21, walking around. And uh, I was working with a guy one time. This is right after I got out of college, and I'm working, and, and I'm working in this, this radio station, television station in Cincinnati. And uh, one of the executives walked in, and he says, hey, he says, listen, he says, you really want to do something great on, on Thanksgiving? And I said, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'd already prepared, you know, my mind already was set for Thanksgiving dinner at the H&H, you know. And uh, he says, well, look, he says, uh, how about taking up an invitation? I'm going to give you an invitation. He said, you really want to do something great? And I said, yeah. He said, okay. He says, tonight after work, because you're off tomorrow at Thanksgiving. He says, tonight after work, me and Fred, he says, we're going to meet you. He says, I'm going to bring my wife. And he says, we're going to go someplace. He says, you're going to have a Thanksgiving you never believe. So I said, okay. Now, remember, this is Cincinnati. So the next night, in the car, and we drive out to the airfield. We get out there, and here's this private airplane. And six of us get into this plane. you got a pilot. And they fly. We fly straight south. And I keep saying to Fred, I said, Fred, where are we going? He said, you wait. You wait. Fantastic. We fly south. We're flying about two hours. We land in an airfield in Tennessee. And 20 minutes later, I am wearing a canvas suit. I'm in the deep woods. And I'm hunting for wild turkeys. And I can't get out of it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such a big thing. You, after such a big celebration, you know, and the whole thing, you can't say to the guy, get out. You know, you've flown 7,000 miles. And now I am sitting in a bramble patch. And we're on the edge of a swamp in the deep, dark mountain fastnesses of Tennessee. This is strictly Snuffy Smith country. And I saw, you know, a lot of these big, tall, skinny natives walking around with white lightning over their shoulders. And uh, we got a guide who's one of those guys. You know, he kept spitting into the jug and then drinking. You know, just, oh, I'm telling you the truth. You know, all that has a little bit. So we're sitting. I'm sorry. This is life. You're right. So we're sitting in the middle of a bramble patch. I am, and I've got this shotgun. And they have told me that the turkeys go pie here. You know, the turkeys walk pie. They, like, in a, like like you're hunting, hunting deer, you see. They, they wander around. And he says, you stay right here. And don't move a muscle. Be very quiet. And so everybody is spotted out there in the blinds. We're waiting, see. Now, I, I, I have never seen a wild turkey ever in my life. And we've come 8,000 miles by air. And I'm scrunched on. It's cold. My ears are falling off. And I got this, this bourbon. I'm sipping a little bourbon once in a while. When all of a sudden... I was there about half an hour. Something flakes. I see a leaf move. And sure enough, a head comes out and looks around. And I can see him outlined against the sky. He takes a step, and there he is. A wild turkey. He's beautiful. Fantastic. You have no idea how a wild... Tall and thin, and they stand up high on their legs. 
they're, they're, they're in, the, in the wilds. They're brown and gold, yellow, and there's little flecks of iridescent green. And that big head, and they, they're totally different than those other dumb turkeys. Boy, is he sharp. He's looking around, see? Well, I got my shotgun, and I know these other guys are sitting around with shotguns. I ain't going to see this happen. So I reach down, I'm watching that turkey, and he goes, oh. He's calling for a friend. And I hear one of my buddies over there with his turkey call, go, and his turkey looks up, and I say, oh, no, you don't, Dad. And I reach down, and I take a rock. And I said, here, buddy, get going while the going is good. And I throw that rock, and he goes, up in the air he goes. And I can see him over and over on the horizon. Satan, you've never seen anything in your life until you've seen a wild turkey in full flight. Fantastic. They make butterballs look like butterballs. Old shit.